Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our host, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. Wow, that's exactly where we started. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> to this edition of the Hit Parade Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe K, alongside Pat Mancuso and Thomas Hughes. Welcome, 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 listeners. Uh, we got to our 15th episode that's pretty awesome. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in the sports world, but nothing really too exciting. Isn't that mm. a problem? We'll get into that in a little bit. But first, uh, we had a lot of shows this weekend, a lot of card stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, you went to Dallas and Boston, which is just insane for you. The double uh, dip. Yeah, and he almost didn't make it to Boston because Tom, once again, had plane troubles. Why don't you tell me what went on, bud? Well, the, the double dip's always ambitious to start. Um, but when you throw in some weather delays for flights, it makes it extra tough. Um, basically, I was supposed to leave Dallas at 7 p.m. and land at midnight. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. Could have got in, got some sleep. And then my flight got delayed by half an hour. And then another half an hour. And then an hour. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, let's Uber. Let's get there. Let's get to the airport. The Uber shows up. I walk outside. It's raining. The siren goes off. Now, I don't know for the people listening what type of the siren goes yeah, off. Yeah, what are we talking about here, bud? Like, Holy shit. Can you make the, the sound? Was it no. Like, was it <laughs> yeah, was it more of a cop sound or was it more well, of like a tornado it, it sound? More, so people started running in. Yes. Oh, that, that was the sound. Yeah, you're good. Wow. Good sound effects. Thanks. Um, so people start running in and I'm like, is like a tornado? Do we need to find a basement? Like, what is going on right now? Oh, there's no basement there. There's, I'm, well, I'm sure there is, but yeah. there's not. Bite your not. lip, hold on to something tight. Yeah. Find a bathroom. Different <laughs> things, Patrick. Different things. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to the bathroom, tie your belt around the pipe so you don't get blown away. <laughs> the old Robin Williams. Yeah. But uh this hail, golf size, golf ball size hail just starts pounding down. Everyone's like, oh my god, my car is gonna get ruined. The Uber guy's sitting there and I'm like, um what do, do, what, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to cancel this? And because uh I don't think we're driving right now. Um so we waited about 10-15 minutes for it to pass, got to the airport, my flight was delayed again. Um, finally did get to take off and get to Boston a little after three in the morning, but I will tell you as I'm sitting there having a nice dinner at Friday's <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a couple, couple nice, uh, blue moons, the line for people trying to rebook was the craziest line I've ever seen. Really? So we were probably 200 yards away from where the desk was. And I was sitting at Friday's for about two and a half hours trying to pass time. And there were people that far away the whole time, just slowly waiting to try to get flights Mm. rebooked. So it could have been much worse. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, you were in Dallas before all of the craziness. Uh, How was the show this time around? Dallas, like I said, Dallas is Dallas. It's always super solid, super busy, ton of dealer-to-dealer stuff going on on Thursday. Um, Friday, you start getting the public in there. It's just the amount of cards there is probably more than any show other than the national. Yeah. Um, so it's always a really good buying show for us. Um, we brought Pokemon this time and we had someone come by all the Pokemon before the show had started, yeah. uh, which was really good. Um, Pokemon is starting to take off a little bit for us. We're slow, slowly building momentum. So that's good to see. Um, but overall, just a, a really good show. Um, we, we spent all our money, bought a lot of cards and uh, everyone here today is going through the, 
the bounty per se. Right. What do we what do we end up spending like four hundred grand there this time on cards? Something ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. And we were looking at all the cards and just kind of like saying this might be the most amount of cards we bought at a show that wasn't the national. Like there's just so many things in there. So Dallas is booming all the time. Uh, but to switch it up, kind of the complete opposite at Boston. I'm not saying Boston wasn't booming. It was really awesome, but it's just like a different type of show. Dallas feels very like card industry business like because every you know tons of people go there. It's a lot of stuff going on. Boston is almost a more intimate show in in this way where now all of a sudden you're in the concourse of Fenway Park, crazy awesome like venue. Even if it was raining the first day, the second day was awesome. Like we got to go on the warning track on the field too and just like check stuff out. It was super cool. Like I don't like the Red Sox at all, but Neither still being in there was still really neat. And um, you could just like feel the history, like just being in there. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was just crazy. So the show there was actually really good. There was, you know, a good amount of people there. Um, a lot of like people newer to the hobby. So there's a lot of people buying, like we sold almost everything we brought. It was really cool. And uh, there was still a good amount of deals to be had. Not nearly as much as like we would buy. What about Dallas though? Right. Yeah. So it definitely is a different field. Dallas is a very vendor to vendor you have all your people that are buying and selling cards throughout the country. They're all coming to Dallas to do that. Um, where Fenway is definitely more of a public show where yep. most of the people coming in there are your general public uh, looking to pick up things for their collection, pick up, you know, a box or two of this or that. So it definitely is a different feel Saturday. I, I got the show a little bit late because of my flight troubles, uh, but it was crazy busy mm-hmm. and it was raining outside. It was, Gross. Was it like graduation um, weekend there too? Well, that was Taylor other, Swift was yeah, there. Yeah, but it was it was crazy busy. Sold so much stuff. Um, have a couple of people that I deal a lot with up there, so was able to buy some stuff. But bought some off some tables of people I'd never met before. Some you know people who were setting up for the first time. So that's always yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sunday was a little bit slower, but once again, real good traffic. As Joe said, it was cool to be able to go out in the field. Um, and I realized how big the warning track was. Mm. So it's like 25, 30 feet for the mm. warning track. Like I always felt it was shorter than that. Like when you watch it on TV, small. Um, but that was cool. Um, got to go in the stands and kind of just hang out. So definitely a, a cool experience. Um, like I said, probably one of the co- coolest venues you'll ever be at for a card show. For sure. I mean, like I said, Dallas, you're just in a massive convention center inside the hotel room in Boston. Yeah. We had to like, travel to the show which that was the hardest part like you mentioned that there's graduate yeah there was probably 14 colleges graduating on top of like traffic for people going to the taylor swift concerts driving was a nightmare mm-hmm. like we were ubering places just because it was easier than trying to drive our our big van we had but like even then our, we had like a four mile drive take 50 minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> like after we set up it was that lovely brutal yeah it wasn't great um but we still had a good time. Like we, we enjoyed the sights and sounds of Boston a little bit as much as we could. You guys went to a cool piano bar. So that was really neat. Always. Oh, anytime that there's a piano bar, I'm going to try to go. Hmm. Yep. There's a Brazilian steakhouse inside of our hotel. So we went to that, which Tremendous. is, those are always great. We can just Tremendous. eat 80 different kinds of animals. It's the best. Now for the, for the show, like when, uh, so like the Dallas show and many other shows are found, can be found in like hotel convention or yep. like hotel side rooms. Like, how does one go and get Fenway Park? I have like no idea. Someone's got to have, like, someone's got to be a big fan of the hobby, or you have to have a, like, one of the biggest ends. Because yeah. you can't just know someone in Fenway to get that type of situation set up. I think you really have to know, like, an upper management 
type person if anyway or the upper management is super into cards and sees that it's a good opportunity to make money yeah i don't know you know obviously the logistics and the relationship there uh i do know that we've talked about having a show in buffalo and the thought was having it uh at the sabers arena yeah so we have a little bit of an in there right but um, you have to have a huge in like but, I mean, adam's a big in there yeah but it's you know it's really different um you know there are some downfalls you know the, the lighting isn't as good Obviously, it was raining, so the floor was wet. So hopefully, no one dropped any cards on the floor. Right. Mm-hmm. But once again, it's just the nostalgia fast factor of yeah. being there um, was was cool. They had a ton of good uh, Red Sox signings. Pedro was there. Oh. Uh, Manny Ramirez was there. David Ortiz. Was David there. Ortiz. Oh man, so, so they must have known someone huge. So it was it was a really good draw. So they they probably have some kind of connection with the Red Sox to kind of throw this event on. Those are the three best names you want. If you're going to get a signing right now, those are the three top names. If you got Manny, Pedro, and Poppy, th- that's who you want. I mean, you got to know someone huge. It was definitely sponsored by DraftKings, so I wonder if like that plays into it a little bit or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So if one of the guys who knew somebody from DraftKings was like, hey, let's do a show at the park. I mean, like I remember when I worked at the Sabres Arena, like you said, if they're in downtime or they're on like a road trip or something, there's nothing going on at the arena. So like. Can you reach out to them? Yeah, you could. Like, you could. Hey. Yeah, there's they host they host events and stuff there. That's interesting. More often than you would think. Yeah, but it's just like maybe you're contained to a certain room or a certain spot. Like even the Fenway show last year wasn't in the concourse like it was this right. year. Last year it was in some smaller room. Like yeah, they like had a like bar a, like facing the. Yeah, it was kind yeah. of a thing like that where it was mm-hmm. small. And they're like, all right, let's let's open it up a little bit. So cool. maybe they just decided to give it a go last year. They're like, all right, this was popular. And this year, like, well, let's just put it down here. And then they could open their own concession stands and the stadium's going to make some money. Then right, right, that, right, that was right. a cool part was they had their concessions open. So That's it was awesome. like going to a ball game yeah. and, and get, you know, popcorn or peanuts or your, more, your sausage. More shows like that. Hot dogs. Yeah. I feel like it's hundred percent. There, should, definitely be. Be doing there should be, I don't know if there will be, but there should be. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, it's just like a card shows a little thing overall, but when you own a baseball stadium, football stadium, you know, you, you only have limited dates throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So, why not just have another random day to be open and make a little bit of money for the for the arena or whatever? Gives people some time working. But, yeah, it was definitely pretty cool. Um, speaking of Boston, so the Celtics are in trouble. Mm. Um, Patrick's mm-hmm. Heat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck you, Joe. <laughs> Respectfully, <laughs> Patrick's Heat is uh are just dominating the Celtics. Mm. It's what three nothing, right? It's quite an anomaly. Well, again. We're recording this on Tuesday as I right. say all the time. So right now it's three nothing. Yeah, the game series could be tonight. Easy, the series could be over by the time you're listening to this. Um, what are your what are your thoughts about this? I am just in shock right now. I didn't know. I didn't think it would be three zero. I didn't anticipate really the heat being up. I thought it'd be like two one. Yeah, going into tonight, but man, three zero is wild. Wow. So are you like? I know you're obviously. Everybody who's listening to the show knows you're a super Knicks fan guy. Yeah. Are you still watching now that they're kind of Yeah, I'm still watching. And I, I tell Logan all the time, I was like, if I wasn't such a Knicks fan, man, I would be such a Jimmy Butler fan. Just like him, him trolling, wow. him, Butler. him trolling Al Horford and the Celtics <laughs> is great. Is what I love about sports sometimes. It's just amazing trash talk, especially at such a high level and then. Him just hitting the L Horford timeout on his knee. And what are you gonna do about that? Al Horford was talking crap. Like, what are you gonna say? You can't you're do you're shit down, about dude. It's it's a great series. I think almost every series right now in major sport, I mean hockey and basketball, every series is like 2-0 or 3-0. Yeah. 
or four or four yeah one are done but well, i was gonna say all it's like great that we're in the conference finals for the nhl and nba and they're all been kind of bum series so far bums like they're it's exciting great. but the same team keeps winning yeah like the, every every series right now has either been like you said three zero four zero or two zero. Yeah, I I firmly believe if if the Heat win tonight, like that talk how we, we talked last the uh, last week about Jason Tatum being a top five player, I think Jimmy Butler uh, takes over Jason Tatum's spot in that conversation if they if they blow past them. So I, I I've been waiting for the Heat after, wow pun intended I guess after me saying. Celtics in six. Jason Tatum has officially <laughs> oh, yeah, announced yeah. himself as a top five player. Yeah, and then they. So I think I think the biggest issue is Marcus Smart is a great player uh, for his role. He's not a true point guard. When the games are close and in clutch time, um, they they just don't really run any good offense. It's basically Tatum or Jalen Brown make a play, and if they're not, you have nothing else, and you have a team that's so fundamentally sound. You have Jimmy Butler, who's one of the best one-on-one defenders in the league. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, you're not going to do that. Unless you run good offense, you're not beating us. And the Celtics don't run good offense. Same thing. It was the same issue with them last year. I remember having a conversation. It was, it was just that Jason Tatum and um, Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, like they just, you, you need more. You need more than just, I mean, like you said, I mean, Jalen Brown, I mean, Marcus Smart isn't the best point guard to have. So like, I don't know, you need more. You can't just have that one player. Yeah. Another thing I don't think gets enough credit, and I couldn't stand the guy uh, when he first was started coaching Eric Spolstra. Oh. Because I just thought, hey, this is the guy that has LeBron, Bosch, and Wade. You don't have to be a good coach. You just say, mm-hmm. go win. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really turned into really good. a super good coach. Yeah. Um, getting the most out of these players. I, I think there was a stat during the game, um, game three, where the Heat's undrafted players. There's seven players who had more points than the whole Celtics roster. No, there's seven undrafted players no, but, on that but, roster. But at one point in the game, the undrafted players had like 34 points and the Celtics had 32. <laughs> like, Jeez. you're talking about a collection of guys that are tryhards. Do, do you know, yeah, absolutely. You have, you have Jimmy Butler, you have Adebayo, you have, as, you would, Benson, as you would say, Dad Bod, Kevin Lowry. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, they are, and they are just putting the clamps down. And, you know... I, do, I think I don't think people gave Spolstra like they thought that he was just riding the coattails of LeBron, and I think he was studying and taking in all the information that LeBron could give him, that Ray Allen could give him, that Chris Bosh could give him, and now he's putting it to, as we see, incredible use. Yeah. He's like a college basketball coach right now. He's bringing in people who are transferring in pretty much, un, uh, un, un, uncommitted. Yeah, and he's taking them and he's bringing them to the championship. Yeah, he's bringing them 3-0 against and, the number one seed. And it, it also shows the genius of Pat Riley for bringing these guys in and finding these guys that are mm-hmm. not getting drafted and saying, this guy can play a role for me uh, on this team. So take down the number one seed, then you take down the number four seed, then you take down the number two seed. Like That's incredible. So do you think, like, the Heat, like, just why were they not that great in the regular season, then? A lot of people claim that when the playoff lights come on, like Jimmy just turns into a he different cares ball player. He just cares way more. And I can't like attest to that or say that's the reason why, but I think they just, despite losing Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo yeah, right yeah. around playoff time, I think it just, he just put the team on his back and he's, it's, it is what it is at this point. I don't know. So I think a lot is coaching. I think that's that when you're, when you're playing back to back nights, when you're playing, 
um, you know, your third game in five nights, you don't have the time to set up a, a specific game plan to stop someone and say, hey, we're going to we're going to plan and we're going to make sure Tatum doesn't beat us. And I'm going to do this, this, this. And then you can see what works and tweak it. Um, Doc Rivers, we had talked about him getting fired last week. The guy is notorious for jumping out to early leads in playoff series and the other coach will make adjustments and he can't counter punch. Right, right. Um, so I just think Spolcher is really good at coming up with game plans. Yeah. Um, I remember a couple of years ago when uh, who was playing them? playing Golden State, and they ran a triangle and two. I think it was Cleveland in the finals. Yeah, Ran a triangle that. and two where they basically man Steph and Clay, and then had the three guys play a zone behind it. Crazy defense. You, who's thinking about that? You're never playing that in the regular season. With these guys in the playoffs, when you're seeing the same team over and over again. you got to bring something new to the you can, you, can, you can change it up, and you can really attack things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Spolstra's a big, big part in that. and I don't think he gets enough credit because Jimmy is such a, a freak right now. Yeah. So no matter who ends up winning this series, even though it seems like the Heat will, they know already who they're going to be playing as the mm-hmm. Denver Nuggets completed their 4-0 sweep of the Lakers last night. Tom, Tom, Tom is so excited. LeBron I mean, lives rent-free in Tom's eye. <laughs> it's, Le- it's my favorite. Le- LeBron did everything he could in the first half. He scored 31 points to you know jet out to a pretty big lead, and then yeah. after that it just didn't matter. Denver lost a bunch kept of coming back, coming back, and then just took the lead and – you know, even at the end of the game, the Lakers keep getting the score tied, but they never really would take the lead. The Nuggets would always just pull away a little bit more mm-hmm. and more. And, uh, yeah, that's just what it came down to. Um, the Nuggets come away with a big win. Jokic was pretty awesome, as he always is. Just throwing up three-pointers yeah. at the end Dude, of the, the shot clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just making shots that, like, you see people make when they're making fun of other people. <laughs> like, they're just like, <laughs> throwing the shot up, and it just goes in. He did. He LeBron, <laughs> LeBron had one of those two, though. He had the, I'm throwing an alley-oop, and it went in. But no, I mean, like, Jokic plans on shooting it. He's chucking it up. It was like, whatever happens. It was like the Aaron Rodgers Hail Marys where they go, like, really high really and just get cut down right in the end zone. Touching nothing but nylon. And that went straight through. It was funny because he tried it again not too long later, and he missed completely. Just hit, like, the top yep. of the backboard of the shot clock or something, and it just bounced that way. And Andy Davis plays incredible defense, and he hits it. And you just see his face just like, got to be kidding me. What more can I do? He jumps before he even shoots the ball. And he just <laughs> finds the one angle you can't touch. And he throws it up. Yeah, that's well, that's why he's, you know, always in the MVP conversation with yeah. all that stuff. That guy, he still doesn't get enough credit. It's because he plays in Denver, though. That's but it. But he's going to get even more credit if they, I mean, they look almost unbeatable. I agree. So that'll be pretty cool uh, to see. Um, if you want to talk your smack about LeBron now, the mic is yours. Well, well I'm gonna, I want to talk, talk, talk about Jamal Murray. I, I've loved this guy's game for a long time. Great sneaker, by the way. He got hurt. And I Great think team. everybody forgot how good he was. Um, the hobby his you could get his autos for like fifteen twenty dollars for a while, and I'm like, no this guy is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he plays behind the Joker, but and, and once again, West Coast, yeah. But he he's really you know, Jokic does all this stuff for him. He he really leads that. But when it comes down to making shots at big times, Murray's the guy. Um, Another guy, Michael Porter Jr., has finally put it all together. Mm-hmm. He's a guy. He wants What's another guy you hate? Well, <laughs> so, Michael Porter Jr., the funny thing about Michael Porter Jr. is in the card hobby, he goes on these crazy highs and these crazy lows. Like, he is the poster child for an earthquake for his card values. Like, yeah. like he's like, wow, he played a really good game. Everyone's like, buy, buy him, buy him, buy him. And then, then he would, like, not play defense, and then he'd get benched for a while. And he finally feels like feels like he's kind of put it all together. He's had a couple big blocks, big defensive plays. Mm-hmm. Um, great to see him finally put it together for that team. 
Aaron um, Gordon's on the team. Great listen, ball player. Great Rob um, the dunk contest. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. It's good to, you know, it, there's just so many. You look at the depth on that team and you just, they keep pulling people out. You know, Caldwell Pope won the finals with the Lakers a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Bruce Brown um, has been great. He played for that 76ers team that nobody really cared about because it was just injury after injury. And they just, they're really well balanced. And it's nice to see a different team in the finals this year besides like the, the stereotypical either um, Lakers or Suns or Knicks. Mavericks. Knicks, I haven't, <laughs> they haven't been there in a while. I, I know. But it's just nice to see a different squad finally make it. So, yeah. first so time in the history, it's super awesome. Like, that's the best part. Yeah. You know, I, I, like, I got to root teams. for that. You got to root for those teams. Absolutely. This past weekend, I bought a absolute ton of Joker, which I'm super happy about. Yeah. But I also bought a lot of Tatum, and that one oh. might backfire a little bit. That one hurts, but I mean, he'll, I have faith. I don't think it'll be, I don't think it'll backfire. It's not like he became complete ass or something. No, he's, he, he's not trash. He has put up some great stats. I mean, oh, stats, pass stats, pass stats, pass stats, pass stats. Tatum first game at 30 and seven. Uh, the second game he had 34, 13 and eight. Um, and the second game he had uh, 16 points. That was the last out of the two, yeah. but he's putting up numbers. It's not like he's like, you know, hiding or anything is just that they just don't have anything else. I, I do find it funny that it's only plus seven fifty for them to come back and win this series. It's never been done in the NBA before. You would think, you know, I think the Lakers were like plus thirteen hundred or something. Mm-hmm. So Vegas, in the back of their mind, thinks there's a chance that the Celtics come back. Of course, I mean, because uh, I mean, it's a Boston thing. Right <laughs> from Boston, it's your cousin from Boston, <laughs> but it's like a Boston thing. I mean, they came back against the Yankees, and maybe they feel a little, uh, little 3 0 magic is still available. But I want to know the Bruins did that to, to, to Toronto, too, right? I don't, yeah, I think a while so. Ago? It was three to one, I think. Oh, I want to know the odds of what it was for the Red Sox to win that series after oh, going down 3-0 then turning around. I know it's on port, but it's just one of those stats I'd like to know. Yankee fan just want to relive the past. No, I do. I'm a Yankee fan. I want to know. I just... Gambling feels like it's different, though. I love reason. gambling. Gambling's the best. It makes gambling better. is Everybody out best. there, you should gamble. You should 100% put your next, next paycheck down on something fun. Just to, <laughs> just to see how good. But I guarantee you, back. you will be more intrigued. You will be more in tune with sports if you put just a little bit of money down on yeah, damn you, Rui. Oh, Rui Hachimura. He 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 actually Tom's black book. He's he's been good for me for a lot of times. I've been betting him uh, over his points because he's been playing pretty good off the bench, and he missed it by two points on two of my big parlays yesterday. So I'm sorry to hear that. Dead no. to me. He's just he's magically dead. <laughs> so the other thing, now that the Lakers are out yet again, LeBron's out yet again. Now he's starting to like talk about like he's going to retire and stuff. Not going to happen. And I don't think anybody here actually believes him. No. It's obviously like. It's partially what positioning so that the Lakers or whoever he goes to next you know, gets better players around him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Anthony Davis, pretty good player when he's healthy. Yeah. But again, when his bones are made of glass or whatever, <laughs> you know, and he's got ligaments <clears throat> of paper mache, you never know like what you're gonna get. And even then, like who's their third guy then? Like really, yeah, Austin, well, Austin Reeves. Reeves. Like <laughs> hooray! And you know he pulled out for a little bit. That's really that's true. But he like, played really good, man. I know, but apparently it wasn't good enough because he got swept out yeah. of out of the building. Earned so. himself a spot on the team, but well, that's about it. I think D'Angelo Russell was the guy who killed him. 
he was good for them down the stretch, and he didn't even play much the last couple of games because he was bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 didn't start game four; they started Rui over him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when I was getting, it was obviously like nobody believes that he's going to retire, especially since he's said for a millennia now that he wants to play with his kid. So he could end up doing that. What what else is he going to do? Retire for a year yeah. and then go wherever he's not, he goes. Here's like, he's not re- do that. Here's the reason why he's not retiring is because he. Everybody in the NBA is going to give him a goodbye tour. So he hasn't done that tour like they did for Melo. They right. went around, they raised all of Melo's stuff, they gave him all this stuff for yep. games. They're going to do the until that happens for LeBron, he's not going to retire. That's fair. So either way, I mean, plus he could also retire and walk away from what a hundred million dollars that's left still on his contract for two years. Yeah, um, pretty sure he's just going to take the money. Absolutely. Plus he wants to win again, you know, and that's just what it comes down to is that. He's at the point where he just, I think he even said this in the post-game interviews. He's like, yeah, I've been to conference championships. Who cares? Good win for, you know, somebody new. Mm-hmm. But I've done this a billion times. I just want to win championships. That's what you need. That's the mentality you have to will have. Will LeBron win another championship? Not right now. Not with this team. No. Well, I'm you know, saying, will he ever win another one? I don't know because I don't know. With the way the NBA works, because it's so stupid that <clears throat> I can say no right now. And then all of a sudden he'll go to some random other team. He'll just end up in like. Utah and two other people you don't expect just join him and all of a sudden they're a superpower. He he always has that small percentage that he could bring it to not bring the team to the championship, but be on a team that could he's a great role he would be an incredible role player. And then, oh, I love uh-huh. you just called him a role player. I'm just saying he could be if he goes to like Utah yeah, and you bring in like Steph Curry, let's say. Well, what if he's he gonna be a role player? What if Ron just goes to the Warriors? And then he's gonna be a role player. He'll be the new Draymond Green. Yeah. Oh no, he'll be oh, with Draymond. We'll still, him we'll Draymond still be there. Well, him and Draymond are boys, so yeah. like that's part of what mm-hmm. it is. Like somebody has been saying, like Draymond's probably already recruiting LeBron to just mm-hmm. come to Golden State. Which could you imagine that? Oh, you know, the, do you know the team who's uh, uh, number one in the running for getting LeBron if he leaves the Lakers? Who's that? <laughs> Who's that? The New York Knicks? Mm-hmm. Cool. There's they have the highest we said We just said that LeBron wants to win championships. Yeah. So I don't know. That's why they bring it up in that fashion. That's pretty funny. But New York is... No, this, that's dumb because the Knicks are always like, who's likely to get this yeah, 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 we, got, we got LeBron right now, dude. I, I I would be excited, but I would just be like, of course we get him on the tail end of his career. Of like, you that's such a Knicks like, thing. Oh, I know. So, so <laughs> I know. I don't know. Where is, is there another place other than the New York Knicks? that a player could go win a championship and be more impactful. Like if whoever went to the Knicks and led them to the championship, they would have they were statues. They, they would replace the Statue of Liberty with that person. I would, I would firmly agree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> you see LeBron with the that would mean that would mean more of that city than anything. LeBron could murder, could go on a killing spree. <laughs> People would just be like, yeah, we don't matter. Maybe not that part. But that's a job well, are there any other franchises that are like snake bitten that should be better, et cetera, et cetera, that have been worse off than the Knicks? Like NFL, you're thinking like no so NBA. Bill, Bill no, just talking about NBA. Just NBA. NBA. Nope. The answer is no. No, there's not right. No. Like who else could he? Well, I mean, if he went to the like, Clippers, if he randomly mm. showed, well, the Clippers are one of them, but like I don't think he's doing that. If he went, what's he gonna do? Like go to Charlotte and win it for Charlotte <laughs> for Michael? Like get out of here. <laughs> Sweepstakes for LeBron to the Knicks. Let's go. But I'm saying it, even all sports. What what <laughs> you're already too excited about this thing that is you guys are gonna hate me I, on the spot. They already did. But like we've seen the Red Sox win, we've seen the Cubs win. Yeah. Is, is even in other sports, is there give it to team? the Knicks, the Maybe Bills. The, uh, Toronto. If someone went to Toronto and won a cup yeah. with the Leafs. Yeah, that's that's probably that's the only the one. one. Yeah. Well, whoever brings Buffalo, their first one, because we've lost 
the hard way every single time. Uh, but it's still not New York. It's not as many people care about the Bills or the Sabres or any Buffalo team as they do with the Knicks or Toronto. I don't agree with that. That's fair. That's just part of the you know mega metropolis city type thing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway. talk, talk to me about this Brady Kachuk guy. Brady the senator, so his brother well, Matthew, though, really good. <laughs> how about How about that one? <laughs> I knew it was a Kachuk. Patrick learns hockey. Do you know his dad? Uh, Keith? There you go. Man, let's go! You're kidding me! Who did Keith play for? Keith played uh, the Leafs? He wasn't on the Leafs, right? No, he... Oh, I got you, They played with the same color. Oh, same, same color, color jerseys. Same color jerseys. Yeah. It's not the blues. Boom. It that is the blues, blues. idiots. <laughs> it's not the blues. <laughs> I was really good today. Anyway, today. Matthew Kachuk is just fucking awesome. I don't care. I'm kind of really loving this dude. He plays so hard. He leads his team. Number 19, right? Yeah, there's... Look at you. Look at you. Come on, and his Check name starts with a T, not a C. The Kahuna Burger. That's right. That's right, baby. All right, anyway... Uh, Kachuk's was playing hard. He is, I mean, he's only been in this team for less than a full season because they haven't lost yet. Uh, he came over an off-season trade when they traded Huberdeau. Man wears an A. He He's always in the middle of every scrum. He stands up for his players all the time. They win in overtime they, in, in Carolina two straight times. They just walk right off the ice. It's so I cool. love that. It's so That's cool. so badass. Like, yeah, we're done. We're out. Like, I love, I just love this whole, this whole stick right so now. So do you think it's harder to, sorry to interrupt, do you think it's harder to be uh, an A or a C? It's the same. Is it, I feel like A's would have more responsibility you of like get, being in scrums where the C's are like, eh. More. No, everybody, you're just, it's leadership. So however you're going to lead. A or a C, it's so cute. I know. Well, it's fine. He's hockey league, okay? I'm trying, doing, right? He's doing his best here. Like, yeah. answer the boy. Yeah. Like, it isn't. Like, it's. it just depends on your leadership style, if you will. Okay. I mean, if Kachuk was, had the C, he'd still be doing the same exact thing. Leading that's what that I was, way. Yeah. So he'll, he'll do it either way. While other guys are maybe more, like, respected because they're not. They're class acts and they're not like scumbaggery type dudes, that type of shit. It gotcha. just depends on what you're looking for. Right. Do you not agree with that? I mean, it's really the A is basically the C when the C isn't out there. Yeah. I understand much. I understand that, but I just thought, yeah. I just didn't know if there if the assistant had more responsibility than the actual captain. Ultimate? I mean, or is that what it is? Yeah, I thought it was assistant captain. Honestly, I don't All know. Right, captain. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Strike one for the old patty boy. First off, it's like strike four. Yeah. I'm trying here. It can't okay. be the blues. You know, and this is why I don't like hockey. Brady, Brady to Chuck's playing great right Brady. now. You know what? This is the last time I'm trying. I'm not watching hockey again. No, stop. You're having too much fun with it. No. Nope. Um, but yeah, so either way, uh, like I said, the Panthers are another team up 3-0 on the Hurricanes. Uh, they were they got into the playoffs by a point. We've rehashed this on the podcast enough times. You know, they were the eight seed, but they weren't a true eight seed because like last year they were President's Trophy winners, you know, they had it in them, and now everything's just finally clicked, and they are just beating the crap out of teams. Um, part of the cane, I mean, the Panthers are winning because they just won last night, one nothing uh, for Game 3 to go up 3-0 because Bobrovsky was pretty fucking good again. He's been playing really, really well. And then on top of it, I think the Canes having their leading scorers and best players hurt for a little bit is finally starting to catch up with them. Absolutely. And that's 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 been a big part of it, too. I mean, they're not scoring. Like I said, they just got mm-hmm. shut out, and – that's going to hurt eventually over time. I don't know how they got this far with, with that. It's just because they're a really, really good team. That's basically what it comes down to. And now they're playing the hottest team in the league, basically. Mm-hmm. And all the Panthers are up 3-0 on it. And it's awesome. I think it's cool. I think they're going to 
They're, I don't think the Canes are coming back. That means they definitely are because we're always wrong when we say these things. Mm-hmm. So I just curse the Panthers, and that's fine. But it's been exciting to watch. I really like the team. I like pretty, a lot of the players on it. It's been, like I said, good hockey. They're just beating the crap out of each other and scoring, well, not a ton of goals, but enough that matters. That brings us to Vegas-Dallas. Give me your thoughts on that, Tom, because you're not saying much today, so I feel like you're dying. <laughs> so it, it's funny because, obviously, um, Vegas is led by a Jack Eichel, former Sabre. Yep. And the big goal last night in the 1-0 win was Sam Reinhardt, another former Sabre, uh, back-to-back, second overall and first overall picks the Sabres had. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of people in Buffalo not happy that it could be one of these former uh, golden children of the Sabres that are winning. But another a fun series, a lot of fast pace um, play. Once again, kind of like the, the Florida series. I just think there's a little bit more depth on the Vegas team, and that's kind of what's kind of separating them. Very evenly matched. Um, you're just getting more scoring up and down the lineup from Vegas than you are Dallas. And I think Vegas is doing this right now with, like, their fourth goalie at this time. Like, Aiden Hill's coming in now, and all their other goalies have been getting hurt. And it just it doesn't matter who they're putting in between the pipes because the team plays just so well in front of them. Mm-hmm. They play really good team defense, like obviously, and – uh it's just one of those things where maybe they're a little bit older and they've been there because Vegas has had a couple good seasons and good runs in their short history. They got a bunch of people in there who kind of like know how to play this type of hockey, whereas Dallas is still a younger team. I mean, they've played okay the last couple of years, but they're just a step up, step or two behind Vegas. So they're still like learning how to win in this scenario. I don't, that doesn't mean anything. I don't think the series is over. I don't think we're going to see a sweep here. I'm hoping not because, well, if Dallas wins one of the next two games, we're probably going to go to game five when we're in Vegas. So I'm praying for that. Me too. It'll be super fun. T-Mobile Arena is so Yeah, that's what I hear. That's why I want to check it out. It'll be really cool. But uh, do you think, do you think Dallas is going to come back or what do you think is going to happen? So Dallas has some very cagey vets. Um, Joe Pavelski. 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 Sagan, uh, I'm gonna drop forgetting the other big guy there. I don't know. Yeah, not me either. Anyways, th- th- that's a veteran team. They have a lot of <laughs> a lot of guys that have played a lot of playoff games. Um, I think Ottinger is the best goaltender left in the playoffs. That's right. Um, so I think they're gonna win at least a game or two here uh, before it's all said and done. But as we said, I thought the Celtics were gonna win in six. So okay. There you go. So, so, sorry, sorry, teams wearing green that Tom's sort of supporting. You're in trouble. Uh, Yeah, that's that's a bit for the NHL. Uh, One thing we didn't, did we fully touch on Carmelo retiring in the NBA? I think we must have passed over that. So, I really wanted to ask you something. Like, Melo's retiring. He's been around for, what, since 03 Mm -hmm. at this point? Yeah. So, basically 20 years of Melo. Um, What do you think he meant to you in terms of, like, his whole career? Like, where do you think he stands like, was he, was he, um, how do I want to put this? Where is his place in history? I think it's, I think he has a nice place in history. I don't think it's anything like grand, like a LeBron or anything like that. I think he's solidified himself. I think he'll be a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he'll be a Hall of Famer. Um, I think that's kind of like the extent of it, honestly, because he didn't win a championship. I mean, he didn't win any scoring titles. He, he didn't win any MVPs. I don't think, um, so I think he just had like a really good, like a really good career, like a over average, above average career, going to make the Hall of Fame. Just kind of like that. I mean, he was a Knicks player for a little bit, but I, I think you're underselling how good Carmelo was for a long no, time. No, 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 don't get me wrong. I agree. I think he was 
unbelievable. I just don't, in the grand scheme of things, I don't see him having a, a Do you feel like, and I guess I'm asking this as a non, non-basketball guy, so you guys know more. Do you feel like the hype for him or like what the idea of Melo was was actually more than what he actually ended up producing overall? <clears throat> yes, because he didn't win a championship. Okay. Um, he did in college, and coming out of college, he was just head and shoulders, mature, had more talent, um, just so much ready for the NBA. And I thought, man, he's going to get on. When he went with, to Denver and was with Allen Iverson, I'm like, man, that team's going to be incredible. And it just didn't pan out for him. And I think those things happen. So, Tom, now that Melo's retiring, what do you think is going to happen overall with like his card values? Do you think they're going to dip? Do you think they'll like go up a little bit and just kind of like stay out? What do you think will happen with So, so I think they're going to stay pretty steady. Um, I guess there's a chance that some of these guys, after they retire, they sign it a lot more. Okay. Um, I'll take Charles Barkley, for example. He didn't sign for a long time. All of a sudden, he started signing. You saw his values kind of plummet because of that. Um, so there is the outside chance that all of a sudden Carmelo's like, yeah, give me cards. I'll sign whatever. And it yeah. goes down. But if it doesn't, it's going to stay pretty steady. You'll see small jump when he does make the Hall of Fame. Um, but I think he's going to go down as one of the best scorers in the league. Like, he, he, he didn't play much defense, so he was never that guy to help you win a championship, which we know. Um, he also wasn't necessarily on teams where he had a really legitimate chance. He never, he never joined a super team really. He did at the very end of his career, but by then he He was, yeah. Um, but I think people forget the Olympics for Carmelo and what a big part he played uh, on those teams. If you look back, he led the, the, led the U S in scoring, I think on two different Olympics, uh, with guys like LeBron and Dwayne Wade. And and he was still the guy to score. He was wow. just a pure shooter, just yeah, so deadly with the ball, you know. And you know, if the difference between him and say Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant won championships because he joined a super team, yeah, that's it. Same, yeah. same, same score, same guy that changes the way you have to defend. Uh-huh. Um, but but Carmelo didn't say, "Hey, I'm gonna go join two other guys to win." Go to New York, <laughs> and I mean, he had a good career, brought us, put us back on the map for a little bit, then we dipped back down. So. He did what he was supposed to do. And that was all owner related, right? Yeah. I mean that's I know just, what you love your owner, but nah, I don't even want to get I don't, I don't even want to get started. No, I don't even want to get started. That's fine. <laughs> um the NFL, uh we usually touch on stuff. The only big news out of the NFL is that Roger Goodell gets a contract extension. As a fan, boo, but I totally understand why. Yeah, I mean he's making more money than ever for these owners. We want term limits. Why do you want term limits? I, I just I think that after a while, the, the voice gets stale. You need you need new ideas in there. Um, I love I love his villain role though. Like every time he walks out for the he draft, he gets booed and I, he doesn't I, care. I enjoyed booing him at the draft. Of course, everybody does. I feel like he's he's the type of person that you can boo him. He's like, it doesn't matter. I have way more money than you'll ever have. Right. Yeah. But, but, you, but you look at me. oh no. But you look at him. You know, I Gary Batman in the NHL. Like, how, how many years do we want to get rid of him? I just I think that. After a while, you need to have new people in there uh, because the message gets stale. What is the what exactly message? Are, what message are you talking about here? What's getting stale? I mean, he's making more money. They're doing they're making improvements and like even in player safety stuff like that. Yeah, he's had some hiccups when like shit they weren't ready for popped up with like the CTE stuff. You want to mm-hmm. say that or like other stuff along the lines there or people getting suspended. Yeah. There's dumb stuff going on right now. Like people who are getting suspended for gambling. And apparently there's another investigation going on right now that more people did like online gambling. So more people might be getting suspended. It's just, which is really, really dumb, even though I kind of get it. Cause like, again, 
if you're gambling on games in the NFL and you're in the NFL, it's kind of a bad look. Same reason mm-hmm. that like we're not going out and buying hit parade because if I buy it in the store and I hit, you know, a big hit, it just looks terrible. So I get why they're like saying, hey, don't do this. The problem is, is that they keep saying, hey, don't do this. And then other people continue to do it. And then they're like, why am I getting in trouble for this? Well, it's because we said not to do it. Other mm-hmm. people got in trouble for it. You still thought you'd be like above the law. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting in trouble now. And then people are like, well, he's the asshole for letting him. Is it right? No. I think he gets shit on more than he should. But that's literally part of the job. I think yeah. whenever you sign up for a commissioner of any league, it's just going to be anytime the league doesn't do something I like, I'm going to complain. I'm going to complain. You have to find a person with the thickest skin. Bottom line is the commissioner is basically, he's there for the owners. He's there yeah. to make the league profitable and money. And the NFL is the most profitable thing in like the world. It sounds like Disney and And even that. Yeah, right. Exactly. So they keep making more money. They're doing more and more things with like now there's games specifically on streaming services and this, that and the other thing. Mm -hmm. NFL is in a good spot. So him getting a contract contract extension makes sense. But it's just easy for like fans to shit on the villain. Yeah, I love I love crap on him, too. Sure. That's just part of it. He kind of just like relishes it. Yeah, of course. I love the one him and Dave Portnoy go at it. I think it's great content. I think it does. I think it does the NFL great things when they go at it together. Of course. Well, any um, any publicity is good publicity. Kind of, yeah. Well, even though some of the publicity for the NFL can be kind of terrible, but we'll just uh, we'll ignore yeah. that right now because we're trying to make our point. Do you have mm-hmm. anything else to say on the topic? I, I just think when the NBA changed, he had Silver come in. Um, it kind of took a fresh look at things, and I think he made some changes that were for the good. Um, so I just, once again, I, I like getting new perspectives, new ideas, sometimes in the room, mm-hmm. um, and, and not let things get stale. I'd love to, you know, there's so many things that I'd, love to change with with sports and um i just think constantly having new guys with ideas smart people in the room helps everybody so and and i think the difference here is that in the nba you're getting a lot of play like silver comes in a lot of the owners are younger dudes who have just bought the team i mean how many times have you seen a team change ownership hands over the last decade even the NFL, mm-hmm. you're not getting that as much. It's still the same old heads, the Jerry Joneses of the world. Because they know how much money they, they can make. Right. Goodell could easily have all these cool ideas, and these old head owners are just be like, no, why would we change anything? Mm-hmm. You know, it was a pain in the ass just to get them to get an extra playoff team in there and all this other stuff. And that took five years longer than it had to do. Yeah. But I think that's part of the reason I like new people in there, because I think, you know, you work with the same people to say all the time. You create relationships. You have people that you might be – more inclined to listen to or other than others. So I just think possibly a new, new voice in there. Um, it, it allows some of these new ideas maybe to come up instead of having the same old, same old. I just, I, I get what you're saying, but I think the new ideas and the new voices have to be more with newer owners than with whoever the commissioner sure is. I would agree with that. That's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the PGA championship, right. Was in uh, Rochester, New York, which is right in our own backyard. It was yeah. pretty cool. Um, it's not the first time that they've been here though. Right. So no. they've been here for like the LPGA. At Oak Hill before. Yeah. Um, one of my old jobs, I, I had to cater to the grounds crew for the LPGA. Um, okay. So I know that they've been out there for that. Mm-hmm. But, and I think they've been out here before, like in the past, like yeah. with the 70s or 80s. But I don't think anything like recent for the, at least for the PGA tournament like that. Okay. But uh, it was a pretty cool tournament. Uh, Brooks Kepka ends up t- winning, which is, Brooksy. Brooksy. Which is a ton of fun because of the whole like. You only get to see him four times a year now because of what the live golf thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, how does it make you feel? We'll start with Patrick. Mm-hmm. That a live golfer came in, won the PGA Championship, and people are probably not too thrilled about it. I love it. Game. I love it. Yeah. I think it does great for. I think it does great things for golf. Puts him on the map more. Um, 
I don't think it does great things for the PGA, but overall golf is growing. It's doing wonderful, wonderful things. Um, I truly like it. I, I honestly, no matter who, I don't care really who wins those tournaments, whether it's a PGA golfer or live golfer, right, I think it's just doing great things for golf, which I love because I love golf. Yeah. Tom, what are your thoughts on it? It's the real life NWO here. That's what <laughs> <I'm saying. laughs> But, you know, obviously the concerns with, with where the money's coming from and all that stuff is, is valid concerns. And I understand why people are against it, but in general, having uh, other options for people to play golf, other avenues for people to see golf, um, they're trying to do different things and kind of change a game that's been the same for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for trying to, to make golf a little bit more exciting. And uh, I know purists would, would hate that statement, but I think it's, I'm not that. I think it's funny how people are pointing out, like, oh, your blood money, blood money, blood money. And it's like, do you have an iPhone? Yeah. Oh, that's really the same thing, buddy. So you're rooting for the same. You're very hypocritical there. I don't have an iPhone. I do. <laughs> but I'm not also the one being like, yeah, oh, blood money, blood money. <laughs> I hear you. So that was really cool. Um, of course, you won. It was a little bit rainy. What are you going to do? Uh, Michael Block was, as Patrick puts on here, the bell of the ball. The bell of the ball. So I, I didn't pay too much attention to this because, again, we were in Boston. So all I know about Michael Block is that he swished a hole-in-one, which I thought was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Or like he didn't even know. The ball just went straight up and right in. Didn't bounce, didn't roll in. It was just in. Didn't bounce out. That was the coolest shot I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, was that why he was the quote-unquote bell of the ball, or did he do, like, other stuff? He did really well at that tournament. I mean, he was, I don't think he was in contention to, like, take away from Brooks, but he was He was up to, I think, the top 10, maybe? Top okay. 15? Yeah. Um, just making, unbel- like, unbelievable shots. Yeah. Like, things that, like, you have to put it here, you have to hit the ball here exactly, or you're going to have a terrible shot, and places it right there and makes a wonderful shot, then makes an eight-foot putt for birdie. Just Okay. Just uh, just a inc- sensational story all around, in my opinion. Mike yeah. Block, what a name. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very memorable. Exactly. Not to mention, like, what it brings in for Rochester. There was reports that it, uh, the merch did $2.5 million a day. That's insane. Like, that's... Yeah, it's insane. Unbelievable. And what it does for the community, I think, is great. I think the PJ will be back in the future. Hopefully, they come to Buffalo. But the courses out in Rochester versus Ooh, here are just... It's money. All it is is money. It's always money. What are you going to do? Yep. All right. And our last little bit thing to talk about before we get out of here. Some MMA news. Francis Naganu is going to PFL over UFC. What does that mean in general? Tom, you want to take this one? Tom's a big UFC guy. Um, once guy, Anytime the top talents are leaving the UFC, it's not good. Um, you know, I don't know how long there is rumored Naganu versus John Jones. Uh, anytime you lose these fights, uh, we see in boxing. So many times you have people changing federations and you don't get the matches you want to see or mm-hmm. you wait 12 years to see Mayweather versus Pacquiao and you you lose it. Um, it's just bad for the sport in general. Um, bad for... It comes down to money, right? It, it comes down to money, how much people are paid. Which is ridiculous but to me. At the end of the day, the fans want to see the best best fighters best fight the best fighters. Um, and this definitely takes away from that. Which one is PFL? Uh, Pro Fighting League. That makes the most. I like that you don't know this, but you put it up. Yeah. Yeah. Professional Special Fighters League. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this one started in what 2018. I don't really yeah. know any of the fighters in it other than the one we just talked about. Let's find out. Yeah. Let's go. I like this. I, I think. I think if the PFL is able to take away John Jones from the UFC, I think that's going to be some 
damage to the UFC what they're what what could happen because that that's a fight everybody wants to see. Even John Jones wants to fight the, Francis. The problem is that the UFC's been without John Jones for most of the last five years. Has been in and out of trouble. Believe it that <laughs> trouble is the easy way. Of um, but yeah, it's it's great for these small uh, promotions to get guys like this, and not that they're small, but compared to the UFC. But at the end of the day, hold on. That um, dude's name is Boston Salmon. <laughs> is that real? That is a name. Holy shiznit! All right, cool. But yeah, at the end of the day, you know the best guys always kind of find their way to the UFC. and Yeah, but then they always seem to find their way out of it because the UFC is always kind of like screwing around with it, right? Yeah, because they don't pay their fighters like half of what like the PFL will probably pay Francis Ngannou. That doesn't seem right. Well, no, they're they're paying him because they know that by signing signing Ngannou, they're, they're going to make so much more by for pay-per-view. So they'll go out and sign one of these guys uh, for that. Where the UFC knows that whether they have Ngannou or not, they're still going to make so much on pay-per-views. They still have all these other fighters. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. So how much legitimately does that actually like damage the UFC? Because obviously they're doing fine without him. He hasn't been around for a minute since he, since he left. How long has he been not so, for? A year or two? Yeah, it's gonna, it seems so like it's it, been a minute. Yeah. So it doesn't affect the UFC as much as you think. Because at the end of the day, most of these guys are fighting maybe two times a year. Right. So you still have all these other cards that they wouldn't have been on anyway. So there's always the next guy up. There's always somebody else, some hot prospect that they're going to talk about. And, you know, what we as a fan will be all sad. We never see a guy new versus John Jones. The UFC could care less. Right. Because there will always be the next one up. There's always somebody. That's the whole thing with MMA is that there's somebody right now that is like 2-0 and or 3-0 and that shows some promise. And all of a sudden he's going to get a couple more cool wins and now he's the next hottest thing in, in MMA and people want to see him fight and eventually he'll fight for a title and either he'll get knocked out or he'll he'll win and shock the world and then be a name that they can market for their next time he fights. So right. that's pretty much how it works. Uh so it doesn't if it doesn't really affect UFC, it's probably not gonna affect like UFC cards and cards prices and any of that. I mean it might a little bit. Obviously uh, if you lose big names from products if you're releasing it the new uh UFC, you know, Tops Chrome UFC yeah. or, or Panini, Prism, mm-hmm. UFC, and you don't have these top names in there, um, it does affect it. It definitely definitely makes a difference and um, hurts the market in, in, in general. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay, well, that pretty much touches on everything we're doing here, which is perfect because we got about 10 minutes to go before we got to get out of here, and I know you guys have stuff to do, so I mean, we can just take it to final thoughts if you want. Nah. Don't look at me after answering that question. You know me. I love my final thoughts. Yeah, so why don't, you give, me, final thoughts. Why don't you give me your final thought? My final thought of the day is Jason Tatum is a rich man's Julius Randle. Oh, yeah? That's, oh, how, yeah. that's where you're at right now? With that, that? And, and, I'll, and I'll preface by saying this. If, they, like lose, if they lose tonight, <laughs> screw you. <laughs> if they lose tonight, that solidifies my statement, in my opinion. Um, I think the last time they won a championship was 2009. Right? Sure. So, I don't, um, I don't know. I, to me, I just think uh, they'd be considered under this, the same player. I, I know a lot of people will disagree with that, but um, in the grand scheme of things, he's won just as many as Julius Randle. So, fair enough. All right. Tom, what do you got? <laughs> he wants a rebuttal, but he knows he's no, not going no, to. No, no, Tom, you know what? Tom, please. Yeah, please. Let's open the, let's open the floodgates. We got two more minutes if you yeah. want to fight him. He's not going to do it. Because he, because he knows I'm right. Randle can't hold Tatum's jockstrap. No, I'm not I, a rich man's Julius Randle. So means he's way better. But he's also better, terrible. 
he's better, but he's also the, the same. They they they've completed the same amount in their careers. So basically, until this year, Jokic's the same guy. Up, oh, Jimmy. Bu- oh, I thought we beat him. Jimmy Butler's the same guy because he hasn't won anything. He's won a championship. Agreed. So basically, all these guys are Randall until they win a championship. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Every guy from now on no, is not a championship. Is my Randall. My point was <laughs> is that he, he can't win you the big game. In my opinion, he can. He might be able to bring you there, but he's he's kind of fading away a little bit. You just brought up stats literally 20 minutes ago. 16 points the last game. Okay, oh, it's the fading away a little bit. So from 34 to 16, that'd be from fading away a little bit, right? Why, why do a little we, just one spot? Just one answer, spot? answer my question. Is that correct? He had one. He had you go from 34 to 16, you're fading away a little bit. They benched their guys because one they got blown game. out. I don't well, know. Fading away. They, they, bench, they bench guys early because they got blown out. That's fair, too. Tatum, 30 points or more. I got it. Lunch. For Tuesday night's game? For tonight, yeah, Tuesday night. So by the time this airs, we'll know who have won the bet. Well, he's going to be shooting, obviously, out of his brains. They're down 3-0. 30 points. He, no, he's fading. I, I thought he's fading. 35. Yeah, that's not fading. What happened to fading? Yeah, I thought he was fading, Patrick. No, it's All right, 35 is my mind. 35 is my mind. He's going to shoot more than he ever will. That's why I'm saying 35. Because he'll put up twice as many shots as he did last game and the like game that's before. That's not true. I feel like he's going to put up the same amount. He's the only player they have. So he's going to he's so he's shoot shot. more. Please. God. Sounds like the Heat fan's a little worried. Yeah. Worried. <laughs> I, I think I'm the one who said the Heat were the team to make a run out of the, the playing teams. Just... For the record. Yeah, I was waiting for you to start to gloat about that. That you're like, oh, this the Heat team, but you're also the one who last week was like, oh, I don't really believe it. I yeah, can't I, wait for the I thought, to I thought they were out. I thought they made their run. Talking about both sides of your mouth right now. I love it. <laughs> I'm trying to. Tom's find final it. thoughts. Oh, hold on, no, no, no. Just so you know, um, Tatum's over under, by the way, is 29 and a half. <laughs> 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 wow, I'll take the under. Oh, now, now, now you're taking the under. Now he's serious. I've, been taking the under. Okay. When did I change and take when the over? up to 35? I'm just saying. You're, when did I take the You're still taking the under. So lunch bet. 30, lunch bet. Under. Okay. Under Either top. way, you got to get Patrick his um, administrative professional's present that you never yeah. got. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, about. You know, we've already moved past that. We don't want to rekindle rehash flames like that. But yes, I'm still sad that I never got one of those. Just know that. <laughs> Tom, your final thought. So Thursday, so the day this airs, is the big... Dave and Adams fantasy football draft. Um, it's a big, it's a big league that, that they've been running for, I don't know, 20 years now. And you use real salaries, full defense, full offense. You, you have a punter for, for everyone who's big punter guy. Um, but this is, this is a, it's a pretty big thing here. (laughs) Who's a big punter guy? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> There's that one guy listening right now who's like, yeah, punters. Oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Thursday is our draft. I am the defending champion after two years of losing in the finals, um, bringing the, the championship home to hit parade. Uh, so it, it is uh, hopefully be getting my trophy that I can uh, put, out, put on my desk and tell everybody to respect my championship when they walk by. And I think I might bring it to the national just to gloat more over all the David Adams people that I won. My favorite thing about you is your humility. <laughs> he has none. Zero <laughs> percent. Um, yeah, so congrats, Tom. Nobody cares. Uh, this I care. Is, this league is bullshit if you're not in it and you have to work for this company because everybody who's in it talks about it all day, every day. 
That's all they do. It's a big deal. Work does not get done because they're talking too much about trades that happened or collusion. might happen between other people. No, there's no collusion. It's just weird things happen. You get to hear about every trade that happens. And they don't even they don't even pay to be in the league. They get paid to be in the league. It's backwards and it's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> That's I it. hate it. It's exactly because there are people because there are people in this league that absolutely can suck at fantasy football <laughs> and they get to be in this league. Meanwhile, there are world champion fantasy football players, <laughs> such as myself, who have to sit here and listen to this garbage in and out again. And these guys are just scared. They're scared of good people being in the league because they want to take advantage of the dummies. And that's why the dummies stick there. Preach. And it's the worst. But that's why it's a relegation league. The dummies I will lose. It's out. not a relegation league because one of the dummies got kicked out of the league. He was relegated to the other league. And then he just jumped on with somebody else. Real good, Will. Bullshit. Yeah, that's crimes. It's bullshit. You know what? My final thought was about to be how all of the playoffs kind of suck this round because of all the series we were talking about, but no, it's this. F this league because they're scared and they won't let me jump in and win the thing. Whatever. Everybody else sucks. I hate them. I can't wait to beat them at some point in my future. We're leaving. Have a great day. See you next week. Goodbye.